The Nevada Department of Education is providing this podcast as a public service, and it is provided for informational purposes only. It is not a statement of official state policy, nor should it be construed as legal advice on any subject matter. It is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of state policy. Reference to any specific product, process, service, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the Nevada Department of Education. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by employees of the Nevada Department of Education or Nevada educators are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Nevada Department of Education or the view of the state of Nevada. Welcome to the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Nevada Department of Education and the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative to highlight best practices, tools, and successes from classrooms, schools, and districts from around the great state of Nevada with your hosts, Maggie Cox and Kyle Anderson. Welcome, everybody, to the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kyle Anderson. Unfortunately, my partner Maggie Cox could not make it today. She had some prior commitments, and with the guest that we have today, it was going to be really hard to reschedule. So it's going to be me and two absolutely amazing guests to talk a little bit about today about the birth, the roots of the Battleborn Digital Learning Podcast, and then its parent, the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative. And with me today, I have Cindy Chang and Janie Maloney. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for taking some time out of your super busy schedules to join me here on this today. So I want to take a moment though, real quick for listeners that don't know who the two of you are to give you the chance to kind of introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. So Janie, why don't we go with you first? Great. Thank you. Um, hi everyone. Uh, Janie Malorney uh, from Department of Education. Um, have been in education for 15 years, uh, have also moved from Ohio to Nevada about 15 years ago. Um, I've experienced um, multiple different areas of instruction. I was a socialist teacher as well as a special education teacher, um, moved into instructional coaching um, and a facilitator role for special education staff and students, um, as well as in a district and a school administrator for Clark County. Um, after that, I moved into the department. So I do have an array of experience working with parents, um, teachers, students, and families and, and parents from around our state. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I think my current role is um, overseeing educational policy and programs for areas such as social studies, multicultural education, financial literacy, um, world language, and then distance and digital learning. So lots happening in my world, really busy, but I love every minute of it. Um, one thing that everybody probably knows about me when they get to know me is I am from Ohio and I am a Buckeye. So go Buckeyes. So much of our educational story is very similar. I was also a social studies teacher for a long time and now I'm in special ed and I did a short stint in administration. Where we differ though is that I'm originally from Michigan and I'm not sure that we can be friends anymore as a result I of that. That may, that may not happen. You are correct. It depends on where in Michigan. Are you a U of M fan or a Michigan State? I didn't go to either school, so I will cheer for both of them, especially when they're playing Ohio. I can't even say, uh, the, I can't even say the second word of that, that university's name. Hey, now. Hey, now. 
Well, okay. Jamie, thank you very much for sharing your story. And again, welcome. So now I want to introduce to you, Cindy Chang. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your journey in education. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, yes, Cindy Chang. Um, I oversee K-12 computer science education programs here in the Office of Standards Instructional Support at the Nevada Department of Education. Um, in addition to that, uh, I do cover policy and practice around K-12 integrated technology and support, along with Janie, educators, students, and families as they transition to this online hybrid model of learning uh, through the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative. Um, I've been in education uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh, I, uh, way back in the day, actually did early childhood education for um, about a decade and then got my degrees in computer science. I know it's kind of a shift. Computer science and business administration and then also master's in administrative leadership. And then when I moved to Nevada about, ooh, I don't know, 21 years ago, um, I got into education teaching high school computer science. And uh, now I currently uh, teach educators as an adjunct professor in the College of Education how to use technology and computer science um, to enhance their, um, their lessons and their learning. So education, I guess, has just been uh, just a part of me. Uh, my whole life. But um, having that computer science background and the tech, I really, really, really enjoy systems. And so I find uh, it's, it's a passion of mine to look at educational systems and see um, where they can be evaluated and redesigned so that they support the benefit of all stakeholders. So I really enjoy doing that. Um, not a Buckeye fan. I'm sorry about that. But um, I do enjoy um, reading, designing graphics, working on computers, obviously, but most importantly, spending time with my grown kids and um, little grandchildren. So I'm really glad to be here with you. Now, what school do you uh, work with as an adjunct? Coral University. Okay. So, well, Cindy, thank you very much for sharing your story. And again, welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you here. Thanks. So now you, both of you mentioned uh, you work for the Department of Education and that there's this, we covered a little bit in our first episode, the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative or the DLC as we're referring to it as short. So, and we, we touched a little bit on like what we're all about, but I kind of want to know the roots of this and like how the idea came about and uh, whether the two of you were really involved in that. So um, either one of you, it doesn't matter who, if you could tell us a little bit about where the idea kind of came from for this collaborative? Well, I, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll just start off um, kind of at the very grassroots. So when everything happened at the beginning uh, with COVID, um, our state superintendent and our deputies uh, asked me to come in. They knew I did the online teaching at the university that um, even when I was in the classroom, I did a hybrid model. Um, so they, they brought me in with, with uh, another person to kind of talk about what this could look like and, and um, how could we move forward. And our, our director said, hey, we need to, we need to bring in um, Janie as well, having her background with the distance learning courses and all of that. And um, to be honest, there was a, 
more of a triage that happened at the beginning, right, for all of us. Um, one of the requirements we have is that education is equitable across um, all students. And that wasn't possible at that moment when things happened. So it was more of a triage. But we recognized very early that we needed three components to build if we were going to build out this project. One, we needed to make sure that we had devices in the hands of students and connectivity for the long haul. Two, we needed um, professional learning for educators so that they would be able to make a um, transition to this online hybrid model um, that we were uh, entering into. Um, and then we needed curriculum in an online um, manner that would support our uh, families as well as our educators because honestly when this happened our families became true partners in education like they had never dreamed before and we didn't have the resources there for them to support them working with their children at home. So these three um, buckets, if you will, were the focus and um, it's how we built out this entire project. And um, then Janie and I became the, the co-leads of it. And um, uh, I'm not sure what you spoke about before with the digital engineers and so forth, but the, that was really the grassroots. Uh, but Janie and I have been working tirelessly on this, building the scaffold for, for the entire framework. Um, Janie, why don't you go from there? Um, yeah, so uh, um, initially when this, after this started, we were kind of brought in for beginning conversations. Um, our superintendent, Superintendent Joan Ebert, um, really kind of brought in um, a, a group of us to kind of start to brainstorm of what this could look like. And that's kind of where we started with this idea of we really need to bring in additional folks from around our state um, to really tap into, as Superintendent Ebert would say, what is their superpower? And that became kind of our, our, our motto, our, our founding um, uh, kind of tagline is, is who's superpowered, who can we tap into, and how can we work together to really make this uh, a benefit for every student across our state? So I would say from, from there on, we really then developed this idea of really outreach and, and bringing in our educators from around our state that really have these skill sets in order to help best prepare um, not just our educators for the future and the change of instruction where we can actually include the learning setting of online and digital learning, but how are we gonna really help our parents, families, community members, and then the, our students. Our students, right, those are our, our prime audience. And so we needed to make sure that we really help prepare every adult so every student is successful so in this process uh it sounds like in the beginning it again the triage thing so first question if COVID-19 hadn't hit when it did was this something that was already kind of on the back burner or was the whole idea for this kind of born specifically out of the coronavirus so I'll start. So no, so this has always been on the back burner. If you ask Superintendent Ebert, she would say this is something that should have taken place 20 years ago. And so this was um, with COVID occurring, it was a, in my mind, I like to say a positive unintended consequence. And so we're, we're moving in a direction where we must, we must 
um, think about digital learning as not um, a band-aid or something to do in an emergency, but this is, this is an instructional method that, that can really impact all students. And it has a lot of benefits that I don't think we always talk about when we think about teacher shortages and how we can really invite other programming and higher level coursework into areas in our state that may not have a teacher or the ability to do that. Um, and so I think that knowing that, that this is something that we want to do and how we're going to help change mindset of, of educators and, and really all stakeholders around the state that, that learning doesn't need to take place in a school building, right? Learning is not dependent on the environment. Learning can happen anytime, anywhere, and it is for everyone. I'll jump on that too. We have the advantage of technology that we can share across boundaries that we normally wouldn't even think of sharing. So sometimes we tend to work in silos, and so we create the curriculum, we create the professional development, sometimes just in our own schools. Uh, sometimes it's at the district level. Sometimes the state is delivering outward as well. But now in using technology in um, the manner that we are exploring due to COVID, we can now share across the entire state and across the country and harness resources and um, utilize funding structures in a way that supports us working together and not um, duplicating work, uh, but sharing curriculum, sharing professional development opportunities, opening up webinars and trainings across county and, and um, school district lines uh, that never was really tapped in before. So I, I, like, um, I like the way Janie said the unintended positive consequences because we don't always put that word positive in there but I think this is this is one of them that we it it's horrible the situation that we have been put in with this pandemic but it gives us an opportunity to like I said before redesign the educational system for the benefit of all stakeholders and one thing that really stood out that you said about uh, bringing together not just schools and districts and the counties, but really across the state and really across the country, it's that whole working smarter, not harder kind of thing that yeah. it's so easy to talk about, but it's so hard to put into action a lot of times. So now once the idea came about and the, the design for the DLC started to come about, you had to start figuring out who were the people that you wanted to have come aboard with this and how to recruit people to do that. So what went into the process of trying to figure out that kind of uh, stipulation? So our digital engineers um, are, are educators, um, teachers and administrators from around our state that work um, all over. We have uh, 11 districts represented um, from Nevada that are coming together to, to work together to build resources and support for um, multiple audience members. This this came about by um, creating an application and we sent it out and so we invited all educators from around our states to participate and apply if they so wanted um, to, to be a digital engineer. And so this is a, um, a first hopefully cohort of many that we can offer um, support pieces and just support personnel in different districts on this idea of what does digital learning look like and how can it be implemented successfully in every single school building in all classrooms and or all learning settings. 
Yes, and we and we were mindful as we went through and reviewed the applications that we um, had folks from the varied backgrounds that um, our special populations were represented, that all of our subject area experts were included, um, that there was a balance of, um, you know, tech support and um, support positions in professional learning leads and so forth. So a, a lot of time and, and a group of us went through that and made sure that those all areas were covered. Yes, when I've seen the list of all of those in this cohort, it, it is a very diverse population from around the state in regards to uh, job duties, administrators, teachers, just really all across the board. So the, the two of you and your team did a really great job of narrowing down uh, those that you were going to accept into this first cohort here. So, so now that we're at work, uh, we're, we're in our second episode of this one now. So hopefully a few people have listened at this point, they're starting to get an idea of, of what the Nevada Digital Learning Collaborative is all about. What can people really expect out of us over the next few months and into the, the school year? So as, as the digital engineers, like we had stated, coming from you know all areas in the state with a varied background and expertise, um, you're coming with that perspective that each of our stakeholders really needs. You, um, well, we'll take the administrators that we that we work with. Um, their focus right now is how do I open a school virtually? In some cases, what does that back to school night look like? What what do I need to do to support my teachers um, in this online environment? So that's the perspective that they are creating their resources and their um, podcast series, et cetera, directed to, um, as well as having the teacher perspective and, and what their needs are. Um, so just curating, developing um, all of those resources, those artifacts that will support every stakeholder that we need, including our families, um, and then posting them in an area that all can access. So we're really looking, uh, really looking forward to, to seeing what all is produced throughout the year. Yeah, so just to add on to that, um, the expectation is, is that we hopefully um, will increase Cindy in my capacity as two people to help um, all districts with digital learning and we've increased it now to 112 people from around our state to really provide um, strong supportive skills be it through professional learning support documents one-on-one -on -one training um, discussion boards twitter chats all of that is going to be inclusive um, throughout this school year this is support that will happen throughout the year um, it's not just a one and done. It is something that will be produced right from now until the end of the school year. And then we kind of right, we hit reset and we do it again for the next. So these are kind of our, our big goals. And as we start to curate and build these resources, um, really build a library of, of support for around our state to effectively implement digital learning uh, for uh, all school environments. Now, is there a place where people are going to be able to find these resources, like one giant bank, like a website or something? Or is that something that's still kind of in the works? Yeah, I'm going to give that to Cindy for sure. <laughs> Where's my unmute button? Um, yes, actually, it is up there. It, there's a website that they can go to, nvdigitallearning.org. 
And um, that is the repository where all of the um, documents and webinars and everything that uh, not only that our digital engineers create, but also resources that our teams at the Department of Education can find and uh, that would support. We have our we have a, a series of social emotional learning resources that will be added up there as well that's coming from our department. So this really is a, a, a cross collaborative, um, literally a collaborative uh, of, of experts in, in all levels. And that's where everything will be posted and you can subscribe so that you get notified when something new has been added to the uh, collaborative website and so you don't miss out. Awesome. I uh, just put that in the show notes that way. Uh, if you miss that and do not feel like rewinding, you can go to the show notes and you can find that website. So is there anything else that either of you would like to plug uh, in regards to the program or anything that the Department of Education has got up their sleeve coming up? So one thing I want to definitely say, yes, um, we will be having our first Twitter chat around digital learning, which will be Wednesday, August 5th at four o'clock. Yep, um, always follow us. Thank you. I was like, ooh, did they get the right date? Um, first day back, I think, for non-new Clark County teachers is that day as well. Um, and so our hashtag is NV Digital Learning or NV, I'm sorry, hashtag NVDLC or and hashtag Digital Engineers. So please follow us and participate in the Twitter chat. There will be a Twitter chat monthly and it will always be the last Tuesday of every month. So please stay tuned for that information as, as that gets out. We would love to hear from um, our members uh, and community members of Nevada on what are some needs and some, current, some concerns and um, thoughts around those questions. And I'm also going to say we are going to post our first uh, 20, 2020 fall virtual symposium for uh, regarding digital learning. And that will be on September 26th for educators, so teachers and administrators in the state of Nevada. Yeah, and I'll just add, we are always looking to partner with folks. So if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to partner to help support our efforts, help support connectivity for the students um, in, in any capacity, we, we love to partner. So Janie is exceptional at linking community together as well. So uh, please do reach out to either of us. And where can people connect with you on Twitter or any other way that you are willing to share? Um, you can connect um, always. So I would, I would highly suggest on Twitter, please follow the Department of Ed at, at Nevada Ready. A lot of this information will be on there. Um, for me, for Janie Morney, I'm at Social Studies NV is my Twitter handle. So I'm always, I'll, I'll give me a shout out. Um, let me know what's good. I love to read and follow new information, um, especially when it comes to education and recipes. That's my thing in life. <laughs> She's <laughs> a foodie. Uh, and then mine is my name, at Cindy Chang. So you can reach, reach me there. And then uh, since I am also over computer science, at C-S-F-O-R-N-V. All right. Thank you very much for sharing that. So those are in the show notes. So you can connect with both Cindy and Janie. And then like Cindy said, make sure you're following Nevada Department of Education on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And then the hashtags NV Digital Learning, NV Digital Engineers. Subscribe to the Nevada Department of Education on YouTube. And then of course, you're listening to this show. You love this show. 
Make sure that you're subscribing to us on Anchor, on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes are always going to post on the first and third Mondays of the month. So, ladies, anything else that you would like to add before we wrap this up? No, I just wish everybody a great evening, and thank you for the time, and it was great to talk to you all. Yeah, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Come back anytime. So, and listeners, thank you for checking us out again. And uh, until next time, have a good one. Bye.